Welcome to Schools of Thought. I'm Hunter Flesh, a first-year teacher. And I'm Jason Lampy, a still fairly new administrator. And this is a podcast where we connect viewpoints to discuss issues integral to education today. Thank you for joining Jason and I on Schools of Thought, episode one. I think what we're going to talk about today is talking about the beginning of Ed Essentials, um, why we be- chose to start this podcast, a little bit about us, who we are, how we came together, and why we do what we do today. Um, sound good, Jason? It sounds great. I, before we get started, I do want to make the disclaimer that neither one of us are professional podcasters, and and really this is the uh, first time we're ever really doing this for real. So. Maybe if uh, everybody, the eight people that listen to this first episode, just uh, give us a little bit of slack and we'll get better as we go, I promise. Absolutely agree. Um, so first off, so why at Essentials? So this is a question that we've sort of been going back and forth on. And it was something that I really found helpful for me. Um, I was really trying to start something that would push me as an educator, um, both pedagogically, but also personally, um, in addition to the professional development that you receive at a school. Um, sometimes you just forget certain things that you really, really want to focus on that sometimes professional development doesn't always bring you. And really what I wanted to do was try to help myself become better and take my experiences and hopefully that would allow other people to improve as well. I mean, that's ultimately the goal of educators is to work together, share ideas, um, share experiences so we can be the best we can for our students. Um, so that's the platform that I started. And it's been pretty good so far. I feel like it's been helpful for me personally, um, but I feel like it's also been helpful for a few others that have, you know, read my writing or, you know, seen some posts that I've had. That's really the ultimate impact that I want to have is improvement. So, and I would say that, you know, um, we'll get into the introductions and how we know each other a little bit later, but I've known Hunter for, for several years now. Um, and when I saw the first Facebook posts, um, with him starting at Essentials, and when I started diving into it, I just, I, I was in. You know, I wanted to be able to get involved in any way that I possibly could, and and feel like I have quite a bit to share, and it just gives a different perspective. So I was really impressed at at the fact that as a first year teacher, you not only had the wherewithal to come up with the concept, but also just, yeah, I'm going to do this on top of everything else that a first year teacher has to go through. So. Um, props to you for for starting it, and, and big thanks for letting me be a part of it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and really, you were the one that was pushing me to step out of my comfort zone and start something even more, which was a podcast and really having like important conversations about education. And I feel as educators, both on the, your administrative side and my teaching side, we don't get the chance to really share ideas mm-hmm. and to really talk openly and freely and to see both sides very often and so i think that really starting schools of thought and so i want to thank you for pushing me to do this <laughs> and and that's partly because i'm a podcast junkie and i just i really like the platform that it gives but like you said like just those conversations between people of differing perspectives is i feel sorely lacking in what we do you know as administrators we don't always do a good enough job of 
of talking and having those conversations with teachers to find out what they need. And, and as a first year teacher, sometimes you're just, you know, petrified to even begin to ask, you know, um, or you're just struggling to, to stay afloat. So um, I just, I like the idea of a platform. And then, you know, you and I have had conversations about growing this to the point where people can write in and answer or give us questions that we can answer. Um, we've talked extensively about a growing list of guests that we would like to have on that I think will allow us to bring in even more viewpoints. Um, I, I, I could see Hunter smiling through the, the Zoom because we we're both thinking of our first guest and we're really excited. So stay tuned to episode two. You're going to really enjoy that one. So, um, no, I, I, I felt like the podcast just seemed like a great idea and a, and a great way to get um, get reach a further audience and, um, yeah, take that next step. So I'm glad that you're on board. I appreciate you having me and, and take me on this ride with you. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about who we are, kind of where we're at in our careers. Um, as we mentioned in the intro, I'm a first year teacher. Um, I graduated from the University of Northern Iowa, and I currently teach seventh grade science, and it is my about halfway through my first year. Um, so I, I'm from the Des Moines area. I teach in Des Moines um, for Seattle schools, and it's been going great so far. I feel like I've made a lot of progress, but, you know, as every first year educator, and I'm sure, you know, Jason, you can talk about the time when you were started as a teacher. It's a whirlwind. You're <laughs> drinking from a fire hose is kind of how I describe it to people. Um, and so I'm really hopeful for this podcast to be something that not only allows me to understand, you know, different viewpoints, but help give me years and years of experience that I and knowledge um, up front. So then I don't have to go through as much mm -hmm. trial and error as so many teachers have come, you know, have done before us. Um, that's why I'm really excited. But yeah, so I'm a first year teacher uh, and loving it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the first thing they teach in education is don't reinvent the wheel. So if somebody's already done it, you know, don't you don't have to recreate. So, um, yeah, I like I said earlier in the intro, my name is Jason Lampy. I'm a assistant principal at Fort Dodge Middle School in Fort Dodge, Iowa. This is my second year. So I'm about a year and a half into my admin. Before that, I kind of bounced around in uh, Des Moines and Omaha were my two two biggest stops. Um, working with the Des Moines Public Schools and Miller Public School Systems and kind of I've, I've had a wide variety of experiences teaching everything K through 12. I started out as a high school uh, social studies teacher, then got a master's degree in special ed. Um, I got my bachelor's, I guess, before that at Warper College, which was a great experience. And then um, did the special ed for quite a while, did special ed math, uh, science, um, earth sciences, biology, algebra, that type of stuff, and then got into more of the alternative school setting, working with at-risk students in Omaha, where, I mean, you name it, I probably taught it, um, including adult living, which at the time I might have been the, the least qualified person to teach anybody how to live like an adult, um, government, law studies, stuff like that. And the position that ultimately brought me back to Des Moines was actually K through five technology, um, teaching elementary kids how to use computers and then settled at Meredith Middle School um, for the last six, seven years before I went up, up to Fort Dodge to take my first administrative role, um, which has been just, I, I, I think of the parallels between being a first year teacher and being a new administrator and that every day you kind of show up hoping that nobody understands you don't know what you're doing or, or at least you can fake it enough to make it seem like you do. Um, 
every day is a new opportunity. There's no book, there's no class, there's no field experience that teaches you how to be an administrator. Just like I, I, I truly feel the same way about being a first year teacher. Student teaching is great, but there's so much more we can do. And that's uh, something we'll tackle in other following podcasts, I know. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's two different stages of our careers, but I think we both go to work with similar feelings. So I think that really helps connect and, and bring everything back together for the both of us. Right. And the, that's the reason why I'm so excited to do this with you, Jason, is because we both have, even though we are, like you said, we're in very different parts of our careers and we've shared, a, we have a lot of different experiences. We share the same passion for education. We see that, you know, education as a field is sort of at a crossroads and it's going to be up to people who are incredibly passionate and innovative mm -hmm. and want to have these types of critical conversations to provide the best product for our kids. I mean, that's what it's all about. And so, um, I, I'm really hopeful to learn a lot from you. Hopefully I can teach you maybe one or two things as a first year teacher. I know it may, may not be a lot, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get this going with you. Had, well, don't sell yourself short because I like the idea of having a, a sounding board of uh, maybe a first year teacher that isn't necessarily under, um, I, I would say the evaluation side of things, but um hearing perspectives from and and to be fair to my first and second year teachers that I currently have I think they're very open and we have a good relationship built but having just somebody who will just lay it all out lay it all out there and just be honest and just like these are the things that frustrate me from my perspective I think that I think I have just as much to grow so um excited for that as well Absolutely. Do you want us to tell the story of how we got to know each other, how yeah. we uh, came together? I would love to, because this is one of the, the funnest parts of, uh, of this whole thing. And I think it'll it'll show itself quite a bit as we go through. So what would this be? What is it? 2020 and 2006. So almost 14 years ago, I started I was subbing in Des Moines and I subbed at Meredith Middle School. Um, and I had a chance to do a long-term special ed substitute spot for, I want to say about 10 weeks. And I remember my first day there and feeling, you know, somewhat overwhelmed, but the principal at the school at the time, she did a phenomenal job of making subs feel welcome and, and wanting people to know that they're supported, even if they're there on a temporary basis. And, and that principal happened to be your mom, um, Hunter, her, her name is Cindy Flesh. And, um, so I got to know Miss Flesh through that experience and, and through that experience there and being able to show what I've done. Um, Ms. Flesh was, was probably solely responsible for me getting my first full-time job in Des Moines. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that interview at Hoover high school. It lasted about 30 seconds long because before I got down there, your mom had already gone down there and talked to the principals for me. And so my, my interview consisted, okay, cool. We've heard a lot about you. How do you feel about math? I said, <laughs> I like it. And they're like, okay, cool. You're hired. And that was because your mom had, had seen something and had gone down and, and spoke highly of me, or at least I hope highly of me. And then years later, after going from Hoover to Omaha and then coming back, I was down at Capitol View Elementary, the computer position that was grant funded. So that position was actually going to get cut. And I was, I was going to be back in like the excess pool uh, in Des Moines. And I was coaching soccer at Hoover and I happened to be walking down the halls between Hoover and Meredith, ran into your mom and told her what was going on. 
And she just basically dropped everything and was like, I'll make this happen. You're coming to Meredith. I'm going to shuffle some things around. I'm going to do whatever, every chick in the book to get me through um, the, the transfer process, which at the time was kind of chaotic in Des Moines. And so I got on at Meredith, you know, three months into my position at Meredith, your mom approached me about looking at a behavior coach position with her and ultimately didn't get that job, but she kind of was looking out for me and she, I'll never forget the conversation. She goes, you know, you're young. I want you to stay on more of the positive side of things um, as opposed to diving into student behaviors, which can be kind of that black hole of, of education where you just have a tendency to see the biggest challenges or the worst that our students bring with them. Um, and so she, she gave me the middle school AD role, basically activities role, which at the time was, I don't even know what it was called. It was like an intramural stipend or something like that. And over the next five years, I turned it into what I would consider probably the model for, for the middle school schools. We increased participation and everything. And, um, but yeah, your mom, she pushed me to not only go down that path, but also kind of advised me um, to go get my admin degree. And then she actually served as my um, supervisor for my internships. So she signed off on all my intern hours and my experiences and had those conversations with her. And she really helped me grow, grow into that um, administrator type role. And then ultimately, I remember always talking to her about her challenges of, of raising you and your, your two sisters, which for those of you that don't know, Hunter, Hunter is actually a part of a triplet. I don't know. What do you call that? Like a trio or tri? tri a trifecta, the, tri yeah, triplet, trio, yeah, any there's, of the three. Yeah, there's three of them. And I remember just having conversations with Miss Flesh about how hard that would be to be a teacher with three little ones and then ultimately being an administrator. And I think... At the time I met your mom, we were talking last week, that was Hunter might have been 10. Um, and then moving forward, I think Hunter was just about to enter his senior year at UNI and your mom's retirement party. I remember having a conversation with you and just like, obviously you didn't know me from anything and, and I, I knew who you were just through your mom and just being really impressed with your mindset and the things that you had already started to do in college. And so... Fast forward even further, I remember going to a career fair at Iowa State last year, and I was trying to recruit some teachers to come to Fort Dodge, and I, w I saw you walking up the stairs and instantly knew, oh, we need him. I don't, there's no way he's failed that miserably and everything else in between that he's not going to be an asset for us at Fort Dodge Middle School. And so, obviously, um, went up to you, talked to you a little bit, got you an interview with, with some of our folks, and then invited you up to Fort Dodge, which you were gracious enough to come and give us a look. And then I tried my darndest to uh, try to get you to come join us at Fort Dodge Middle School, but it wasn't to be, but here we are. And, and, you know, one of those things that just, I always knew you were going to have a bright future and some way, shape or form, I was going to be a part of it. And <laughs> I was hopefully ideally get you up to Fort Dodge eventually. There's still time. You never know. <laughs> I just, I find it fascinating how paths cross and even though the timing of my life wasn't necessarily right to go make the move mm -hmm. up to Fort Dodge, I just think it's, it's fascinating to think now that, you know, the paths are reconnecting mm -hmm. again. Um, so so I, I, I joked with you when we talked about this podcast, I was going to ask you on the spot, ultimately, why, why'd you turn me down? Why, uh, what, 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 what did St. L bring that Fort Dodge Middle School couldn't? 
is purely location, uh, purely location. Uh, it's just hard when, you know, you're talking about, you know, me being a triplet and my family um, is really, really large. And so the majority of my family lives in an area. And so when you've got, you know, seven, well, my mom's one of seven. And so five of them all live, you know, within the Waukee, Des Moines, West Des Moines area. That's kind of hard to, <laughs> to beat. So nothing and, against Fort Dodge, nothing against you, nothing against anybody. Uh, just, I think it's ended up being pure location and sort of timing in my life. So. And I, and I know how that goes. Like, that's another thing that I think a lot of teachers, especially beginning ones, don't always think about is just the supports that are in place for you, not only at a school, but socially and, and around you, because it's hard. My first position I ever had, I was by myself. I didn't know anybody for a hundred miles and it just, it wasn't a positive experience for me or the school and it just didn't work out very well in the end. So, you know, I think you made the smart call, like knowing you're going to run into some challenges, just not the right time. So, yep. Especially on top of, you know, being a first year teacher and trying to figure everything out, just what you're doing each day. You know, mm-hmm. that can be draining just in and of itself, but then you have to add and calculate the, the outside life, you know, outside of the eight, eight hours you work at school, what's that experience <laughs> going to be like? And so, yeah, not knowing anybody um, and then being so far away from family um, definitely ended up being the big driver for why I kind of stayed in the area. No, mm-hmm. so, no, nope, yeah. nope, I can't blame you for that. Now I will say <laughs> since, since that point, um, I feel really strongly about the group that we have put together this year of our first and second year teachers, they've kind of come together and um, kind of really created this really cool support system. So, but at the time I couldn't have looked you in the eye and told you, yeah, that'll be there for you. Um, so yeah, no, it's the little things, but yeah, it's, you know, yeah. it, it, it all works out for the best and we'll see where everything goes. Absolutely. Um, so we, do we want to talk a little bit about, you know, why we do what we do a little bit about, what got us into education, why we are so passionate about it today. Absolutely. I think uh, that would be a great next step. Okay. Um, I could start for me. I kind of use this as like the cookie cutter response sort of, but it's really not a cookie cutter response. Um, I always talk about growing up with a family of educators. So my mom and dad um, have both been educators their whole life. Oh, you know, my, my dad's grandparents have been educators. And so... Growing up with that, sorry, hold on, Harper, you cannot talk, okay, because it ends up getting on there, and right now Hunter's talking. (laughs) So, why we got her, do you just want, we'll come back to that one, and (laughs) Harper, come here, you want to do something real fast? No. No, now you can talk, but then you're going to have to go when you're done. Come here. Harper, come here. I don't want to come. Well, you can't. You have to put this in your ear, otherwise they can't hear you. Here. (laughs) Come here, baby. I'm going to, here, I want you to come put this in your ear. So you can hear, okay? Nope, come up here. It's, don't worry, there's no video. We're going to cut out all this part, okay? But you got to put this in your ear so that you can hear, okay? Stand up, please, because the other one's connected to mine. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce the, the segment. Did we have an idea for Absolutely. what we call this? Uh, uh, I don't know. 
What are we on? Uh, Harps, what should we call it? What? The podcast? Just Harper's thoughts or no. thoughts for my children? No. Right, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, all right. We're now going to introduce a brand new segment called Thoughts from My Children. Yeah. Um, no, hold on, baby. Because um, sometimes, even though we can be first-year teachers and we can be new administrators, sometimes the most honest opinions that we can get are from our children and what matters most to us. So with us is my, my daughter, Harper. Harper, can you say hi? Hi. How old are you? And what, I'm, I'm seven. And what grade are you in? Second. Second. And where do you go to school at? Cooper. Cooper what? Elementary. And where is that? Fort Dodge, Iowa. Okay. So, baby, we have two questions for you today. Okay. First of all, how can you entertain people? How do you entertain people? Put this up here. Sometimes I, sometimes I, um. Like, how do you get messages out to people? Because that's one thing this podcast is about is just trying to get some perspectives out so people can hear new things. So how do you do that? I, well, this is hard. I, What do you do when you have a really good idea? I would go like, hey, guys, I have an idea. So, uh, so sometimes it's best just to get it out there? Yeah. You... I, I would go like, hey, guys, I have an idea for this plan or something like that. Okay. Okay, so how um, how important do you think that is to give your your perspective on things? Um, probably a lot, especially if it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. What do you consider big deals? I don't know. Like, like right now there's a climate change in the ocean and I want to fix that. And that's really an important message oh. that I want to get out. How do you think we should go about fixing climate change? I don't know. Start to fix the corals. Oh, yeah. Start with the corals. Okay. Well, thank you, Harper. I appreciate you coming on. What do you say? Bye. Bye. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, baby. Ah, I hurt my ears. Sorry, sweetie. All right. I need you to go. Bye. 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 I love you, (laughs) Bye. All right, so she's that was beautiful. We're, we're gonna have some work. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, she like because she could see the video, and so she gets really shy sometimes. Oh, she probably freaked out, yeah. And I think next time I'll probably tell her all the questions ahead of time, just so she's That's not okay, yeah. as freaked out. But whatever, it's still it's something different. So I'll have to do that with some of my kiddos too at school. I think that would be pretty cool. I've got a couple I know for a fact would give us some interesting answers. So. Oh gosh, yeah. Like, oh, that's what that kid. Thinks. Yeah. Oh, they really said that. Um. Yep. Yeah, I got a couple. We're gonna ask. So, all right. So, excellent. Let's try. Let's try this again. So, um, okay. why don't you, Hunter, tell me a little bit about why why you do what you do and and what 
ultimately got you to take this, um, take the step down education? Because you're obviously a bright kid and probably could have done a dozen other things. So, so why education? Really, for all my life, I've wanted to be a teacher. Um, growing up with parents as educators has had such a huge impact on me. Um, so I'd always be at the dinner table, you know, with my sisters, and I'd just be hearing stories of my parents, you know, my mom being a principal and my dad being a teacher, hearing their stories from kids at school, all the things that they did that day for their lesson, seeing my parents, you know, spend the hours and hours after school each night planning. Um, but really what got me hooked in education is the, the chance to help people. Um, I was able to see the kind of role models that my parents were for me. Um, that they were for their students and just even how the smallest things that they did for their kids, for us and for their students, like had an impact on them. And I wanted to be able to have the same kind of impact on other people. And teaching was just something I never even had to think twice about. It was just something I always wanted to do. Um, you know, the idea of going to a desk, a desk job to crunch numbers and look at data all day, um, had no interest or sway on me whatsoever. Um, I love the the social aspect, the the aspect of it being new every single day. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what challenges you're going to face. You have no idea how your kids are going to behave, or um, you know whether something happened before school that's going to affect how they act. But that's kind of the art of teaching is being able to see all those things and and address it as you need each mm -hmm. day. Um, so that's kind of why I went into education is ultimately the chance to help people. Um, but really is came from my parents being such big influences on me. I wanted to be able to have the same influence on other people. So, and so what brought you into education? So my path was, was probably a little bit more, um, I don't know, curvy than yours. Um, I originally went to college to be a lawyer and was, three years into a political science degree at Warburg and had already taken my um, LSAT and all that fun stuff. And, and I had to do a community service project for um, one of, I think my Western Civ class, it was extra credit or something. And we happened to know one of the elementary principals in Waverly and he set me up um, just kind of mentoring a young man and, Basically, I just go a couple times a week and we just read a book and talk in the library um, and just hearing his story of his, what was going on in his life and, and how much he kind of grew to look forward to our time together. And the feeling that I had was was um, unlike anything else. And, you know, I just it made me think a lot about because at the time his his life, uh, family life was kind of falling apart a little bit. And it made me think about um, when my parents split when I was in sixth grade and in seventh grade, obviously, was a really rough year. But I had some just truly amazing teachers um, that looked out for me and kind of helped step in and um, provided something that you know, um, my dad was still great. He was still in my life. And, and my mom, I was living with my mom. And, and so it wasn't that neither parent wasn't doing something, but it still made things hard. And, and, you know, I can think off the top of my head, um, Mr. Casper, Mr. Edson, those guys, they just refused to let me kind of sit in my sorrow, so to speak, and just kept pushing me academically and would, wouldn't hesitate to tell me when I wasn't doing my best. And, you know, they kept me on that path of, of 
where I needed to go and what I needed to do with my life. And they were very open and honest with the potential that they saw and they just filled, filled a need. And it, um, going to working with that young man in Waverly, I, I kind of felt like I could give back. And so, um, changed my major, um, which would have been like part of my junior year, halfway through my junior year. And, um, started getting into some of the field experiences, some of the classes and, and just like you had talked about, like, you don't know what kids bring. Um, but I just, I always tell myself and you, and you talk about why we do what we do. Um, every day, you know, when I go to school, um, that, that day could, could be the most important day in a kid's life. Um, you know, and now I have 1100 students that we have in our building and, um, at any one time, you know, it would have been easy for, you know, my seventh grade teachers to, you know, have a bad day and, and not be there when they were, but they weren't, they were there every day and, and really, I don't know, kind of help things out. I don't even know how to put it, like, just help me get my life back together. And, you know, to be able to be that for a kid and, and to never know when you might have that impact, like that's, that's big. That's, that's huge. And so that's, what's always kind of drove me to come back to education. And then every day, no matter whether it's been a, a rough day or a rough week or a bad hour, just trying to bring the best version of myself every hour. And I'm a super competitive individual. And so when I know I wasn't at my best, then I kind of beat myself up and, and hour by hour, class by class, you get a, you get another opportunity to be better and, be the best version of yourself. And, and there are very few jobs that allow you to do that, you know? Um, so I always find a, a lot of fulfillment in what I do and, you know, just, just trying to give back and just try to be that, be that person for somebody because you never know. Absolutely. And especially I think in the communities we work in, having that mindset every mm-hmm. single day, because it's, unfortunately more of the norm where there are those um you know issues going on at home or tough life situations that you know and i was lucky enough to not have you know Mm -hmm. parents split up or have many barriers facing me in my educational path Um, but unfortunately that's the case for a lot of kids Mm -hmm. and so having that passion at the center of what you do every single day you wake up even though it can be hard even though you're tired and exhausted and wiped out Mm -hmm. that's what we can, we have to try to find every single day. And I think that could be a whole podcast on its own, like figuring out <laughs> how you get centered on that passion every day. Cause kids will test you. They, and that's what I'm finding so quickly. Kids will test you, even though they might have, you know, stuff going on. You got to overcome the testing and really get to the fact that they need you. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's a cry for help. And so hopefully we can talk about some of those things in this podcast. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, and I feel like between the two of us, we're both very passionate about what we do, and we have a similar belief. And I think that's going to come out um, mm-hmm. in every topic that we discuss. But um, that's one of the things that makes our conversations so much easier to have is that you know we're tethered to the same driving force, and you know, and, and unfortunately, that's that's not something that every every teacher has or every administrator has, or you know, you lose your way. I think. Mm-hmm. I think teachers always go to school with the best intentions. Like nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to be an awful person today, or I'm not going to teach today or anything like that. But sometimes if you're not tethered in the right spot, you know, you, 
you lose your way a little bit. So maybe, maybe we could help people find theirs again. So. Absolutely agree. That's, that's the goal here for me. So. Mm -hmm. All right. And with that, uh, Hunter, I just want to say thanks. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode one here today. Um, we want to thank everybody for, for listening to our first episode of schools of thought. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to, um, growing in this podcast and trying some new things next week, episode two, we're going to be bringing on Cindy flesh, my former administrator. She used to be a teacher. She's still currently Hunter's mom. Um, and we're going to bring her on to have her talk with us about her experiences and insights. And, and remember, don't forget to bring your best to the classroom. Thanks guys.